The UK is back giving us such delicious delights. Um, not only is the British Baking Show back, Adele is releasing new music this as we're recording. Um, That's right. It's a big James Bond time. Is coming out. Yeah, I think the UK is really on the up and up, finally, after years of sort of New season of drag <laughs> being bottom race. of the barrel. They're really topping the drag race culture as well. I forgot. Is that right? Yeah, yeah they're unfortunately giving a lot more than our American queens are. They also have Love Island, which is, be- I mean, I know that show's been on for a long time, but I feel like America's obsessed with it. It's because because it's the most toxic thing the UK has ever done. It's the most toxic thing ever. But you know it's not the most toxic <laughs> thing ever. The Great British Baking Show. The Great British Baking, Baking Show. Show. Oh my god. But we've been known to make it quite toxic. <laughs> I want to say uh, to all of our fans and our many foes, we're back. We're freaking back. We are back, and it is we are in season two of the Great British Baking Pod. Season 12 of the Great British Bake Off, and I think season 9 of the Great British Baking Show via Netflix. Keep it straight. Keep it straight. It is confusing. And today, um, you, we are back, the four hosts, your favorites. <laughs> I am your absolute favorite, other than that, um, a few of those notes um, where... People explain that I was terrible. <laughs> and if you haven't noticed already, my voice is a little hoarse. Do you want to explain to them why that is? Because <laughs> she was... Yeah, please go on. <laughs> um, I went to a haunted house and I screamed a lot. Not, not <laughs> screaming. Screaming. Not just screams, but also yelling. At everything and anything that came across her path. Both oh human, God. monster, uh, tree, animatronic spiders. I am dying to go with you. The fear that I would feel not only having monsters run up and scare me, but having the possibility that maybe Tessa would run up and being afraid of me, scream at me, just another person already afraid at the haunted house <laughs> is so spooky. I pushed people out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. But ugly. this is an advertisement for the LA Haunted Hayride. If you haven't gone, it's at Griffith Park. And this, we are not sponsored, but <laughs> I'm telling you to please go to this. It is fantastic. <laughs> And we'll just cut to commercial. Now, check out the Haunted Hayride at Griffith Park Observatory. Tickets are on sale. <laughs> uh, soon, one day, we'll have sponsors. Yeah, um, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, season 12. Um, season 9. Collection, if you will. Um, everybody's back. 
from last season, Noel and Matt are hosts. Uh, Paul Hollywood and Prue are judges. Um, and we have 12 bakers. And they're, it's not completely outside of COVID. I feel like Tessa said this um, because of COVID. Last year, we kind of commented on were the bakers up to par with previous seasons in terms of quality? I don't know. There were definitely some very good bakers, but the, the whole batch, I don't know. But this season, it feels like the it feels like the bar has stepped up. I don't know if you if you both agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we can, I think, talk logistics a little bit and the fact that we know for certain that they're not doing the sort of encampment situation that they had been doing last season because right. we have Giuseppe, who is um, hiding from his children that he is on the show. So he must be returning home yeah, um, be, each yeah. week. That's right. Which is what they used to do. They would always go back and they would practice at home and they would come back in. Um, it so feels like things are back to normal. That was great deduction. You, uh, you guys figured that out? Well, much like our contestant Amanda, I am a detective for the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda Geo, age 56, a detective for the Metropolitan Police. Um, yeah, let me read off who else we have. We had Chiggs Parmer. He's a sales manager. He's 40. He's from Leicester. You have Crystal... Uh, Christelle. Christelle? Is that it? Okay, my God. Christelle. Christelle. I don't know. Christelle. Guerrero. Yeah, Christelle's the, like, the hot one. There's always one. <laughs> so hot. I think Giuseppe's the hot one, but we can discuss. There are many hot ones. We will talk about well, all of I'm, them. There's usually, like, one... No, I feel like there's usually one hot uh, woman and one hot man. Right. Like the lipstick woman. There was a woman who wore a lot of lipstick... And she was the hot one then. <laughs> yeah. Excellent we, we deductive really reasoning, know Tessa. Our, our canon, if you will. <laughs> um, we come um, on it every week and we make this podcast <laughs> because we're experts on both the art of baking and the history of this show, as well as just making people feel comfortable and laugh. Wait, we never introduced <laughs> ourselves. No, we do oh, need wait, to. That's right. Only Tessa introduced ourselves. I completely <laughs> forgot. Um, my name is Jonathan <laughs> I'm Jensen Titus. I'm Nicholas Shepard. And, and let's get back together, into it. We're talking about this show already. <laughs> and we're already we're so in good the at this. middle of listing off all of the um, bakers. Okay, you got Freya Cox. She's 19. She's our, our resident young person on the show. She's a student. And mm-hmm. a vegan. That's yeah. right. She's baked a couple of vegan things already. Um, you got George Aris. What if we just go with first names? Yeah, I was going to say big swing to the last names of everyone. (laughs) Also, because they don't say their last names in the show. They sure don't, but John said I'm going to. John is doxing each of the contestants. (laughs) (laughs) On Wikipedia, I don't know why I'm reading it up. Which one was George? It says that he's George is the Greek one. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Then Giuseppe. He's our Italian on the show. He's a chief engineer. I think he's the hot one. Yeah, he's, he's okay, very attractive. He's one of multiple hot ones. Jarzino? Uh, yep. Jarzino. He's our resident gay. queer. Yes. He's our gay married man. Uh, Jurgen, who's very fun. 
he's from. He is, is it Jurgen or Jurgen? It's an it's an Aramean situation. Jürgen. His name is Jurgen. Right. John, you're gonna have some issues. The cute thing about John is that names are hard for him. Like, in <laughs> and we do, and so we, we let him force him to do this every season. <laughs> um, Lizzie. Yes. Lizzie's a little goofy. She had the happy faces outfit on, much like Noel. They had kind of matching yeah. outfits. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that was that was crazy that they were wearing the same pattern. Uh, we have Maggie. Um, she's seventy. We have oh. a whole bit about how her and Prue look alike, even though they don't really. Exhausting. Um, and oh, then, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ro Ro is it Rochika? I don't know who this is. Yeah, I gotta say, this <laughs> contestant is lost on me. <laughs> is that the black woman? I think so. I think that's the black woman. And then Tom, wow. software developer. Listeners, just so you know, yes, John and I are both black, and therefore, when we label blackness, just feel really comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jensen and I, we will never say whether or not someone is black. Not something we do. I can, we can't. I can tell you if someone's brown, but that's about it. And I will be silent for the rest of the podcast. And you're and you're allowed. What are you? What else? You're also allowed to say whether someone's a painter or gay. <laughs> yeah, or gay. Or a clown. Or a clown. <laughs> um, In guys, the non-pejorative way. Exactly. Can we start at the top of the episode with our cold open? Um, I gotta say, say what you will, I think Jensen liked it. I'm feeling that they get worse every year. <laughs> this achy, breaky heart cold open did not do it for me, with the exception of Prue in the Billy Ray Cyrus outfit was giving me every ounce of joy and laughter that I needed. The rest of it, I could leave. I could lose. I, uh, I was very upset about the cold open. It, apparently, I've discussed with others. They were all found it delightful and funny. I will say, I didn't find it funny, but I thought it was a huge swing, and I appreciated that um, they tried. Because I feel like sometimes, sometimes they're trying to be funny. They, sometimes they don't really try much at all, and it's not funny. This at least was like, oh, they were very much trying. They did something. It didn't work. It didn't quite work for me, but I liked that they, like, went for it. I like that Paul Hollywood went for it. Yo, he really did. I mean, I think it, it felt like it was his entire idea. And also, yeah. I, it's like they're they're trying to, like, give camp. It, it feels like your uncles at, the, yes. at, like, a family reunion that they do every year, and they keep... The budget keeps getting bigger for how much they'll spend on it. But this felt like a smaller budget than some of our past cold opens. Like we had the Wizard of Oz moment. We've had the Back to the Future moment. That's true. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't like it at all. So... <laughs> Here comes terrible Tessa. You're actually, Tessa's not you allowed know, to not like sentence, things. But let me break it down for you a little bit more. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I think yeah maybe it was what, why it was kind of completely random I feel like they are what's the word when you're trying to get I feel like they're trying to work the American audience from the 90s in the 90s I think yeah exactly and I just feel like the reason we like to watch it is because we get a little bit of British culture 
and like European culture and like I don't want America they're, yeah but they're they're not making it for America they're making it for Britain I, I disagree I liked it we have an American franchise that is bad we don't need to have bad little bits on the British franchise I don't think these cold opens are supposed to be funny I don't think no. they're supposed to be good <laughs> I think they are supposed to be corny and take you out of the sad reality that you live in and back into a Yo Gabba Gabba-esque. Oh. I mean, uh, Jensen's such a good reminder because that is the gift of Great British Baking Show. Yes. Is that it takes out of the reality of our world. And I'm so grateful for it. it yeah. yeah. It was... I think the spirit of it was lovely. I will never erase Prue in that wig and mustache from my mind. It was so funny, that specific part of it. Um, and then we jump into the tent, and I'm so happy to be back in the tent with these bakers. I love oh, these bakers. Wow. Yeah, these, these guys rock. I, I will say I was surprised. I don't know if I was wrong, but I was not anticipating both of our hosts returning. I thought that I we, thought were, was not we were not back. going to have Noel for this season, and what a joy to have him. I think we're fully frozen. No, we're not. Yeah, no, I thought that was going to happen too. I, I, but yeah, they were both back, and um, you know, it's like everybody grows on you. It's like all of a sudden, it's like you know, you just need to be familiar with it. I actually thought they were both very good this episode. Yeah, I thought yeah. they had a, there were a lot of laughs to be had. I, I was happy to see everybody back. Well, I've got to say, I've been seeing Matt sort of flitting around the ether of entertainment, and every time I've seen him, I, God, I love seeing that guy. He was just a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. He was doing a wonderful job on that program. He is getting my damn goose on these television programs. <laughs> yes. Um, and yes, this, this round of the Bakers, they seem so sweet. Um, there's so much different personality. Yeah. There's, there's a, a nice variety. Um, of people, and I'm very excited. I mean, I think there are a couple of standouts, um, a couple of favorites, but I, I don't know. I feel like this season's gonna surprise us. We should do, um, we'll do our predictions at the end, but I think, I feel like this is gonna be a hard season to really guess, like, uh, and not, not yeah. necessarily the people who did great this week are gonna do, or are gonna necessarily be at the end. I think a few of them, but we'll see. Um, but I do think we have some people already in this episode showing um, qualities that we've seen in winners or people to go very far in the past early out. I think um, Giuseppe is giving us a little bit of like Benjamina energy and like, I mean, all, but unfortunately also maybe Sura energy who did not, we did not see make it as far as we would have liked. I really thought about Sura a lot in this first episode and just how much... I, I just am so sad we didn't get to see more of her pace. I know. I, uh, yeah, it's, basically, it's like on your worst week, you just have to hope somebody else is worse than you. Mm -hmm. that's, that's just the... But I, and they, they also rarely think that way. They're just... Yeah. They just really take it in themselves and... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, because they, they're different over there across the pond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> across the pond. Um, yes, when I make a mistake, and as an American, of course it's everyone else's problem, but when a British person makes a mistake, 
Of course, they must sort of implode upon themselves. Um, let's start and talk about our signature. Thank you, John. Yes, mini rolls. Signature is our, our mini rolls. The um, little uh, rolls. They want to see the nice swirl. They could do whatever filling they want. Oh. It's my understanding this isn't a very, very difficult um, ta- skill and to start a first week when everybody's navigating nerves and everything to have something that's so um, finicky is a really big swing. Yes. Oh, um, I want to just say as we start talking about bakes that the listeners that may be new this season should be aware that um, we don't know really anything at all. <laughs> And we are going to speak as if we know absolutely everything about baking. And that is the great joy of this podcast. And if that feels um, nasty or rotten to you, um, and you want to be a little little flip about it, um, I am happy to listen to that. But I would suggest skipping over this podcast if you're looking for baking expertise, because we don't have it. (laughs) We don't have baking expertise. At all. Full disclaimer. Uh, We should really do that at the top of every episode. It's a good disclaimer. Every yes, we should do it at the beginning. We are fans. Fans. We're just friends sitting around, sometimes in our living rooms, sometimes in hotel rooms, um, because we tour around and we talk. We literally are in our pajamas right now. We're both lying in separate beds. We have dogs chewing bones at our feet. This is this is where we're at, listeners, and we're. And they're so... human bones. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, for our signature uh, uh, mini rolls, Amanda uh, did the cherry soldier mini rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chigs did strawberries and cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, uh, how do you say Christelle? Christelle. Christelle. Yeah, Christelle did chai and chai again. <laughs> I think she's oh, a standout. Oh. I think she is too. Personality-wise. Personality-wise, yes. If we're talking about whose house I want to go over to, obviously Christelle is one of them. She said one of my favorite things, which was in the very opening of the episode, she reveals that she did not want to submit to be on the show. Her sister made her, and now she's mad at her sister because she has to be on the show and compete and try to win. I love her, which means I also love Christelle's sister. Yes. Mm -hmm. She was also talking about how her... What was her? What did her mom say to her? It's like, oh, please be neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, you- she was like, my mom's gonna be mad because I made such a mess. Yeah, that's so cute. I we love. Just, um, we, uh, we really, if we get Christelle at the end, we would get to meet both sister and mom. That's true, and I crave that. Um, I'm imagining it's a twin. I know it's probably not, but in my brain right now, it's an identical twin. Um, yeah. I want to say about the roles that I, I love a challenge where they have to do this sort of technical element, like a bouche de Noel or something where they do have to roll up the pastry because it is so drama filled and the, because the bake is so important because if you do screw it up, we get these like dramatic cracking moments and the swirl is so evident whether it exists in the appropriate way or not. It just feels... Um, easy to decipher who's doing a good job. Yes. Um, it's, it's so interesting too, because the, it seems like a, it seems like a, a more simple bake, but it really was hard, like super hard. 
Um, yeah. George the timing. Had the it's the timing. Yeah, it's the timing. George had uh, chocolate and hazelnut mini rolls. <clears throat> Freya had the vegan lemon and raspberry mini rolls. Giuseppe had Easter mini rolls that looked so perfect, I feel like. Extraordinary. Insane. <clears throat> Giuseppe's rolls, he, unlike some other people who planned to cover their roll to hide their cracks, Giuseppe's design was to reveal how perfect his were. Mm-hmm. And it's... And it was effective. Um, it was Those very beautiful. Yeah. Jerzino uh, had lime and passion fruit. Jurgen had a. What is that? Schwarzwald? No. We have a friend who's German, Christina. We need her to come on and help us. Oh, out. yes. We need to do a deep dive on Jurgen. We'll do a, a very special mini episode doing a deep dive on Jurgen and all of his it, cultural yeah. tendencies. It was it was Black Forest too because I remember Tom comparing his to Jurgen's, so I think it was also yes, like, a, yes. it was a, like the traditional Black Forest. And the whole thing is that Jurgen is from mm-hmm. the Black Forest, he said. Yes, right. literally. From Which I did not realize was in Germany. Is that where Snow White takes place? Oh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs of the Black Forest. I think was the original fairy tale. Let's say yes. Okay, we're going to talk about it in our deep dive on Jürgen and his culture. (laughs) Yes. For those of you at home, we are also not experts on um, fairy tales. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Lizzie did zoo mini rolls, Maggie did knit and natter, and then uh, Rochika did Colin rolls. I forgot what those were. Oh, I remember. There was a lot of Black Forest. Yes, yeah. a lot of Black Forest, which I can never... What a great... I mean, just delicious flavors. I'm not going to be mad about an additional Black Forest. Like, yeah, it's a strong... and cherry is yum yum. No one had a... No one had a complete disaster, I feel like, with these. Like, there were yeah. definitely some that didn't have the swirls. There were some that weren't, like, exactly right. But it, nobody, it, nobody, like, bombed so hard that you were like, oh my goodness, this person is in a deep hole. Right, and last season, or last collection, if if you will, I remember the first episode being a little afraid because quite a few people, I think, sort of biffed it right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah well, do you, do you remember, I feel like, historically, in Great British Baking Show, the first week, there's often, like, injuries. People, like, burn themselves. Yes, they cut the themselves. And have to, like, wear the rubber glove while they're baking and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, nerves to them like mm-hmm. hand above their head like shaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any of that no people and seemed really focused ready. yeah i was very impressed it really we were, and i don't know if also the editors <sighs> just decided not to focus on nerves but it just didn't seem like there was anything going on like that yeah what was your favorite flavor like even even if it didn't I mean, quite I, work out uh, definitely chocolate and hazelnut for me. Um, I mean, I love a passion fruit, so I feel like lime and passion fruit would be so yummy to try. Um, I was really excited about the chai, <sighs> chai and chai again. I think a chai mini roll sounds delightful. It sounds. We're also recording this early in the morning, and I think having a little chai pastry with my coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, forget it. I mean, the chai and chai again also has a pun in it. Right. So like mm-hmm. Christelle's, Christelle's just knocking it out of the park at this point for me. And like, 
Oh, the and the little like shredded coconut over it, so it looked mm. like um, there's like a different, I think a different Indian treat. I think that is like covered like the you know like the date rolls mm -hmm. when you cover them in the shredded coconut. That's what it kind of looked like. Mm. I, yeah, that's definitely my favorite as well, both because of the pun and the flavor. And she could have totally screwed the pooch on this, and I think we still would have liked it because of the name. Because she would have said, oh, no, I, I guess I'll have to try again. And we would have clapped and cheered <laughs> and been on her side. And I would have loved that. Um, yeah. There was, there was a moment of um, where Paul Hollywood got to show off his Greek knowledge and uh, talk to George mm -hmm. about... Um, the advice that George needed for his roles, because I guess George was a little too fast or the timing didn't work out. And so um, there was a little <laughs> melting and, and Hollywood, what did he say? It was, yeah. yeah, it's something that translated into slowly, slowly, which is like kind of not, not neither here nor there. Like it is, it is advice. It is maybe the most basic piece of it. It just is take your time. Is that it? Right. So. <laughs> Um, we also had Matt doing a bit where he sang a song in German. The Wait, Flintstones theme song. Oh, he sang the Flintstones, Flintstones theme. I love that. I thought it was extraordinary. I thought it. I'm so glad. I took. I'm glad they took the entire song. It was every second of it was enjoyable and impressive. And I don't understand why Jurgen wasn't more impressed. It seemed like the whole tent was like. Why is he doing this? Well, I think <laughs> Jurgen not being impressed, I would say, imagine that you're in somewhere. Imagine you're German. Imagine you, well, or that you're in Germany and someone comes up to you and says, oh, I can sing the Flintstones theme song in English. Enjoy. And then they do that. And then they sing the whole Flintstones theme song in English for you. <laughs> and I would go, all right, yep, that's it. <laughs> If someone if someone came up to me in Germany, is that what you're saying? And they yeah. lead with in German, they're saying, "I'm gonna sing the Flintstones theme song for you." I don't understand them, and then they start singing in English the Flintstones theme song. <laughs> I that's incredible to me. Sure, but Jurgen in this case is bilingual. He speaks both languages, so for an appropriate yeah, I'm comparison, for me. okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that was, I will say that was a very interesting moment for Matt because Matt is gay, but to do something like that, that's the confidence of a straight comic. Yeah. The sort of, the durational aspect of that, that's something straight yeah. comics do. And that's passing privilege. And that's passing privilege. <laughs> so yes, I, um, nobody wins uh, the signature um, but it seemed like there were some standouts. Um, Giuseppe had a very good signature, probably the best one. Um, who else had good signatures? I feel like Christelle's signature was pretty good. Freya. Jurgen did, well and received. The, when Jurgen was, when Paul Hollywood went up to Jurgen to judge, he had Jurgen self-judge himself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought that was kind of messed up. <clears throat> it, it I didn't like it either. Never before it's, seen. Especially because like I thought he was setting him up. I thought he was going to be like, you're wrong, right? Like, it was yeah. very scary. And then it, then he was like, you're right. And then I was like, okay, well, why did you do that? 
But Jurgen handled it like a champ. Yes. I was so impressed. I think like Paul Hollywood's like icy gaze could not pierce the like true German like rigor that lives within. Yeah. Yes. But the like little game of kind of like making someone uncomfortable but knowing that you're gonna like set them free and say it's very it's big like stepdad energy. It's like Yes. Like, uh, I don't it's a side of Paul Hollywood I don't like to see. Paul Hollywood is totally a stepdad. That is such an amazing description. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um so moving on to our technical oh Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> is this did we get to vegan faff yet? Because I'm pretty sure that we had, um, Freya did the vegan, uh, rolls and mm -hmm. made vegan staff, which is, <laughs> Explain it. I think it's made from chickpeas and it's like whipped cream. Oh, oh You use yeah. aquafaba the way that you would an egg to do meringue. Yes. There right? we go. Look at yeah. you being an expert. And it... Every time on the show so far, it has not been successful, but Freya's was very successful. So Freya's really bringing, representing vegan in like a whole nother level than anybody else who's tried historically on the show to do. So just like cheers yes. to Freya on that. Freya's really funny. She's got a very funny demeanor and voice. Um, I'm really into the like, muddled back of the throat lazy British dialect that's happening yes. with her yeah <laughs> she's very cute um, okay so now moving on to our technical they had to do a malt loaf classic um, and they said I think um, maybe Prue said like if you're over 35 if you're under 35 you probably have never heard what this is and Giuseppe was like, I'm over 35. I've never heard it. But I was like, I think it's specifically if you were, you know, that old and grew up in Britain. Right. You know. <laughs> She's like, if you're over 35 and you knew me and my family when I was growing up. <laughs> it was very specific. Uh, it um, was, yeah, it felt like it, it felt like no what, one knew this. Yeah. The only person who I mean, no, Maggie knew it. Maggie knew it, knew it. And then Amanda knew it. She just had never made it. And then everybody else seemed like it was like, well, we had some, we had a, we had a Greek man. We had, you know, Italian, like, um, people from some other places. And it feels like those people didn't know anybody else who was over 35. And then all the young people were like, also like never heard of this. Um, and it also, I don't think I would like this. It just is like a loaf of, a malt loaf of bread that you have to put butter on because it's definitely not tasty enough to eat without butter. <laughs> I don't know though. It, I like, I'm like, I think it would shock us that we would like it. I think we would like it. <laughs> what do you think? I think that anything that Maggie makes is probably going to be delicious. So I think I would like Maggie's version of, wait, but don't they put butter on it? I think yeah. if you put butter on it, I'm going to like it. That's what I'm saying, that they have to put butter on it because it's not necessarily tasty. And Prue did say that at the start. She said, you're going to be need, and you're going to be needing to put butter. I, I'm going to just challenge your 
philosophy around the idea that if you have to put butter on it, it means that it inherently isn't good because a bagel inherently requires cream cheese or butter on it, but nobody questions whether a bagel is good. And Nick, you just took a huge bite of a delicious pastry in front of us. Okay. And I need to know more about that. Well, we have to, let's, t- let's take a, another sponsored ad break here because we are in Philadelphia and we are at the world's greatest bake. We're not there now, but we are steps away from the world's greatest bakery called Cake Life. Ugh, it's amazing. It's so good, it's a trans-owned business. They are truly the greatest bakers in the world. Every pastry is phenomenal. They've made uh, birthday cakes for um, Beyonce, Beyonce, sort of a new artist. Up and coming. Mm-hmm. And up and a new artist. I haven't heard of her, but I'll check her out on Spotify. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sort of alt, sort of noise experiment. I think she's only music. on SoundCloud, but mm-hmm. you could probably okay. find her. Uh, but it's incredible. We have a, an assortment of incredible pastries that we've been munching on in Philadelphia. If any of our huge listenership is in Philadelphia, um, pause this podcast. I know how much you're enjoying it, but pause it. Walk over to Cake Life grab some poppin' tarts. They have some some Pop-Tart sort of gourmet versions of things. They have many other cakes, cupcakes, muffins, tarts, scones. It's incredible. But this is why I make those Pop-Tarts, Tessa. Oh, you were inspired by Cake Life. Yes. And, and what are you eating right now, Nick, like in front of us on Zoom? So we have two Flavors of pop and tart. They have seasonal flavors that have been released pretty uh, recently. So they have a s'mores one with all this sort of brulee, uh, like marshmallow fluff cream situation on top of the pop tart. Mm. And then the other one is pumpkin pie. And if you'll notice, um, I know all of our listeners can see this. This is <laughs> I'm holding up the pop tart and the uh, pumpkin pie one. It has. Uh, a lot of like sprinkles and icing to make it look fall colors. It's giving candy corn sugar. energy. It gives it gives me fall leaves autumnal with right. a little bit of Halloween sparkle to it. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I just wow. You, so listeners, we want to hear what you're eating while you listen to the podcast. If you're if it's a pastry, whatever. If it is it something you made, is it did you something you bought like. We want to know what you're eating while you listen to this podcast. And we do encourage you to eat while you listen to this podcast. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's dive back into the episode. We're talking technical. Um, the technical is a malt cake. Tessa has asserted the fact that a malt cake may be delicious, even though it needs butter, much like an American bagel. Now, I think that one of the funniest things that's happened is that our detective, Amanda, has, was not quite able to get to the bottom of how to make the malt cake. She did not solve this mystery. Um. <laughs> what did she do? She over, did she overbake it? Um, she understirred. There's lumps of flour. Yeah, she understirred. There were lumps of flour in it. And then, and she, and then oh, sorry, go ahead. No, she just said, you know, I'm going to have to throw all the flour out at my house after this, which is, I think, maybe not a rational or appropriate response, which is an interesting thing from a woman in the police force. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to just be so hard on Amanda because she's a cop. (laughs) She's a swimming cop. And I think that, I think that in, I think in the UK, 
cops ha maybe aren't aren't they don't have guns is that right i believe that they walk around with just batons that's right is that right with billy clubs yeah with billy clubs i don't know i'm a Wait, how funny would it be if during all of the things in um, <laughs> Amanda doesn't get an electric mixer, she has to just kind of use a billy club. She just, she has to do the whole competition only using what she has been given to carry out her police force detective tasks. My exposure to UK, I love that. My exposure to UK British police force is what I've seen in musicals. McCavity. Like, Exactly, that's what I'm picturing. Okay, yes. Yeah. So most <laughs> most of the police force do not carry guns. They have special, t like, um, what are they called? Units that are that have firearms. So oh my god, it's like specific. Like yeah, she has to use the baton to mix things, and she has to use those little hats that look like penis heads that the police wear as her bowl, yeah. and just really goes for it. I'm, this, I, I'm, I love you so much, Nick. This like setup you're giving, it's not like following through for me. What do you mean it's not following through? Do you need me to explain it a little no, more? No, no, I just so don't find it funny. the hats that the police officers wear. You're getting so much joy out of it. I'm like, hmm. She's got to take a pair of handcuffs and those are going to be little cookie cutters of shapes. Okay, wait, that's getting closer. Okay. Um, All right, so. What do we do here? We're we're gonna go through. We don't need to go through and say what everybody got. People watched the episode, exactly. which is why well, my input was so valuable. <laughs> agree, Nick. Agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just Chig's eleven. But Amanda's last Chig's eleven. Giuseppe ten. Zeno uh, nine. Wait, Giuseppe being tenth was a little bit of a surprise, right? Because he like knocked it out of the park in the first one. So we were like, oh, this is a leader of the pack. And then he only yes. got 10 in the... So then it's like, all right, yeah, we really do have an even race here. Yeah, he had no idea what these were. And he said that when he was going into it. Yeah. Um, but they don't... But remember, they don't really care about technical. Technical oh, right. is like a tiebreaker, but they truly don't give a crap about this. Because right. even when they were going into the... Um, showstopper they were like well giuseppe's up for star baker like they didn't care that you came in 10. right um you had jerzino came in ninth um uh christelle came in eighth uh chica seven um uh jurgen was sixth tom was fifth see tom was fifth <laughs> right lizzie was, lizzie was fourth george was third freya was second and then maggie was first and Oh, sweet, sweet Maggie finding out that she was the winner and get, oh, I loved her reaction. Love what a sweet, sweet angel. It was the surprise from that round because it was like, she also had no idea what it was, but she was able to come in second, you know, and only came in second to somebody who had yeah. made Maltloaf many, maybe many times before. Yeah, very impressive. I know. <clears throat> Maggie was the first one to evoke a little bit of oh my gosh, I might cry moment for me, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite parts of Great British Baking Show. Mm. Um, and Maggie's like real like pride, joy moment, I felt very emotional. 
Okay, on to the showstopper. And what a showstopper this was, because we had anti-gravity illusion cakes. Um, you, you, I mean, I feel like, again, I feel like I was missing the visual wow, you know, last, last season sometimes, yeah. right? And to start off with a bang like this, I feel like they heard the cries, they listened to our episodes, <laughs> and they were like, we are going to give wow factor. And so many of these were so good. They looked so good. <gasps> Wait, really? You didn't like them? No, I th I really was like, oh, wow, what, a, what an intense thing to do. First episode. Because to me, it felt like an episode of Nailed It. I was like, wait, so you many really felt of that? These cakes. Yes. Like, I did not feel that way, but especially after last season with Ode to Lupita, no one did an Ode to Lupita. Nobody did an Ode this season. Quite did an Ode to Lupita, but none of these cakes were like professional looking. Not a, even wow. not Lincoln. even Giuseppe? Or I mean, I think those were the closest, but I'm I was still like, "Oh, wow, these are It's just there's such a difference of like the American trend of like like cake boss level like precision with fondant and with decoration like it's that it's much more homely i mean yes i think we had the whole gamut i think that i think that christelle's bouquet yeah. was extraordinary and very professional oh exquisite I, I forgot about that that was that was the that was great and jensen i think you're gonna be the villain this season yeah, Jensen's the villain. I think Jurgen's lamp and book was with Utopia was like austere and dramatic, and I feel like we got so much information about him. And I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful. I would have been, I would have been, out to walk into a bakery and see that on display. I would have, it, my jaw would have dropped in a professional environment. But yes. We did also have a few nailed it. Mm -hmm. And there were also people who didn't understand the, the assignment. <laughs> it was yes, a literally. few too many mugs pouring into cups and bowls for me. Yeah, that um, was I can see the temptation, right? It feels like a no-brainer, and it feels like, oh, well, you know, that the thing that makes this different than a show like Cake Boss, right, is that one, these are amateur bakers, two, they're timed, three, the flavor is so important. Flavor is like, you can actually kind of, and people have gotten away with biffing the visual appeal because the flavors and the taste are so good. They really value that. And so I think for those reasons, you know, we don't mind so much that we have many cups pouring into bowls and onto things and that some things do kind of fall apart when they get to the judging table that's how i feel yeah well, it does they are amateur bakers yeah. and i do think that they at the end of the day i do think we place more value here on like how the, the cake looks rather than because i feel like i i've had a lot of cakes that look really cool and are bad mm -hmm. here that's yeah. america and i do think over there it's like the cake's gonna taste great the decoration will be good. Now, that what you're speaking to is, as Paul Hollywood would describe it, style over substance. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is very upsetting to Paul Hollywood, and apparently you. You and Paul Hollywood agree. Is that what you're saying, Jensen? I'm sorry. You cut out. You it, it like froze. What what's the <laughs> thing I agree with Paul about? <laughs> 
you you agree that style over substance is bad. I do. I do. I agree with Paul there. Okay, so it's interesting. Jensen and Paul Hollywood agree they are both the villains of the show. This season, yeah. That's, they did not say that. Neither T- of them Tessa was the villain last season. Jensen is going to be the villain this season. I'm really um, happy to step into this. <laughs> I want all the comments. Um, okay, let's go through it because Amanda had an elderflower lemon surf explosion. I thought this looked awesome. I also I thought this looked awesome. I thought it was creative. <clears throat> the little dolphins were fun. It was, it was a great like anti-gravity kind of illusion. Um, I think hers didn't taste as good. I feel like uh, like there was some problems. Um, I think it also lost a little bit of the drama in the way that it was sculpted. It was uh, slightly more straight up and down than it appeared in the render. Right, um, but it still was a very fun cake. I thought. Um, and the colors Jake were gorgeous. Where it all began. Do you remember this? Was this one of the pouring? <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember this one. Yeah. Um, Christelle I'm... had the bouquet. Uh, oh. Dead, which looked incredible. So impressive. Um, and the flavor was great too, right? Yeah. She, she was up for, she was definitely up for Star Baker. And it was weird that mm-hmm. she wasn't mentioned before, like, he didn't mention her going into the showstopper, Paul, which I thought was weird because I was like, she had good signature roles. She came in eighth, like right in the kind of the middle of the pack for technical. And and she had a good, I was like, she's clearly in this. And she also, I think has probably the best visual and like aesthetic of the group so far. Or Giuseppe too. Giuseppe is pretty close to it. Um, Freya had a flower potty um yeah this was good <laughs> i think it tasted very good again the flowers were beautiful yeah. we really saw some of her flower work in that it was extraordinary mm. um, she also i mean i think the uh another case of i mean and i i don't think we can like overemphasize that the, this was a vegan thing that was prepared and was nearly apparently imperceptible that it did not have any sort of milk or animal byproduct um and that it tasted like a regular chocolate cake we love when you can do that yeah because paul hollywood is going to be quick to point out if something vegan or gluten-free is not tasty it's so interesting because i feel like in an american show we would have a lot of back and forth about like or and, and the show would really tell us and show us the judges being like you have chosen to make things vegan and we are not going to make things easy on you just because you chose to do that. Um, and you, they never really address it. They just sort of, you know, give feedback. They just sort of do that without telling us or talking about it much, which I think is an interesting dynamic of the of this show in particular. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. George, uh, who is our Greek man, had a, a Greek table. Do you guys remember this one? No, I don't. I was thinking it was going to be difficult the, this, these first couple episodes because there are so many bakers and we're just... It's good. Um, okay, I got visuals. Okay, I got visuals. Chig's Where It All Began is one of the pouring ones. It was the cup, like chocolate cup kind of pouring into a bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the one that cracked. His cup cracked. Oh, oh I remember it fell on the ground. 
Yeah, it's like half of it fell already yeah. before we got there. So that, that did not quite work out. Um, George's Greek table was the backgammon table, and then he had like another like pour happening. Um, it was like tea, I think, being poured into a cup. Um, that one was very plain looking, for sure. <laughs> uh, Jurgen's nighttime reading, which um, mm. they loved, like, like this was simple, but it was also impressive, like structurally impressive and artistically. I mean, it really was. It told us, uh, forgive me, a story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, um, oh, <clears throat> uh, we also have. Maggie's ice cream cornet, um, and this was like, again, like I don't know, sprinkles being poured on top of like a what was supposed to be an ice cream looked more like a cupcake. Oh man! Oh yeah. But a impressive anti gravity thing, I think. Yeah. So I, there are some people who like the look was still a little bit more like nailed it, but they were executing such an difficult skill of the anti-gravity that I'm still quite impressed. Yeah, because you look at it and you're But like, an important oh, skill. But an important skill of baking show that I think all of our contestants are going to learn, some of them the hard way, is that the allotted amount of time is important and what you commit yourself to doing in the time you have is as pertinent as, you know, the you following all of the... I mean, that's one of the um, criteria. And if you if you can't get it done... You can't get it done. Yeah. Did they do this stuff early on? I, I just feel like they are starting to get a little bit more, like, more cake this bossy like a, with this. This this is, like, a, a week five, week six weed out, like, separate yeah. the, the amateurs from the pros kind of thing. And to start week one was like, whoa, what are we getting ourselves into? I think they want a flashy first episode. I mean, I felt this way about the making a sculpture of a famous person that you admire last season. It was, it felt like a tall order for the first episode. It felt sculptural and artistic and difficult. And I think they just want something snazzy for the people tuning in for the first time. And then we'll retire to things that are still exciting, but a little bit less American television cake boss vibes. I think that's right. And thank goodness they did it because last time we got Oh, to the peak. Oh, mm. the best thing the show's given us. Ever. Um, Freya's flower potty was kind of cracked when it came out. Um, but like Tessa said, the flowers look good. Um, Jerezino had kicked the can cake. He was the one who just absolutely bombed. bombed. Uh, he did not have the time to do it. He did not have the right idea on how to do this and it, it, I mean it came out looking like nothing <laughs> like it wasn't even a it was like not only was it not anti-gravity it didn't even look like he didn't even make the the, the cake look pretty <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but apparently I really it thought he was good. like going home for sure I was gagged to discover that he would not be going good. home big difference right um, they really uh, care about that kind of stuff <laughs> Rochica's apple cake um, it, it's funny like it, it didn't really turn out that well but it also kind of has this like weird spooky look that is actually <laughs> nice like it's not what she intended 
but it but there is a way this design that if you like put it in like the haunted you know place hot hayride place that we were at i'd be like ooh, that's a creepy looking you know <laughs> twig i kind of wanted it to look like an eyeball or something like, an, like a like an eyeball off, hanging off a nerve or something because the, the shape was there though again this aesthetic was it wasn't nailed it level messy but it like wasn't like that impressive but the anti-gravity was very impressive you know who we might have seen an eyeball hanging off of a nerve from is noel's spooky girlfriend from two seasons ago do we remember yeah. her name I'm blanking on it right now, but she just came out with a new cooking book. Or actually, I think it's oh. actually more, a more of a crafting co cooking thing. Mm. She came out with a new book, and she and one of the other contestants did prom pictures, um, <gasps> where they they took one picture where one of them was wearing a dress and one of them was wearing a tuxedo, and then they took another prom picture where they had switched and the other one was wearing a dress and the other one was wearing a tuxedo. That's so fun. It's it like a great book. I think it's all about because she does costumes she does she does a lot of different type of crafting all spooky so oh. um readers i mean listeners let us know if you've got that book and you yeah. tell us what's in it our hot topic queen and lizzie had a nana peaches and cream it was like peaches and cream cut poured into a bowl did not nail the aesthetic on this one um also yeah, I mean, it's just, it is, it is upsetting how unoriginal <laughs> a lot of these because they're all being poured. Um, but um, still, again, had the anti-gravity going. And then Tom, I don't understand, I actually don't even understand, even in the drawing of what he was trying to do, I didn't get it. Right. He is, this moment was the did not understand the assignment moment. I don't remember what was this. What did he try to do? So it's it's called the classically spectacular showstopper, and I can't even even from this picture, I can't tell you what this is. I Will you hold it to the camera? Yeah. Can you? Oh my understand? god! Like, Wait, it looks like, like a, a heart looks taken like a, out of a body. A high heel shoe. Yeah, but it's it's it, that's exactly what it looks like, and it's it's not supposed to be that, and it's also mm. they were like, this is just a tiered cake. What's the anti gravity? And he was like, oh, I just I'll, he's like, I feel like it'll have enough of a lean that you'll be like, oh, it's anti gravity, and they were like, okay, <laughs> doesn't sound right. And then of course he didn't put the lean in, and it was a hundred percent just a tiered cake, and it again didn't look good like it's like even if you're gonna not do the assignment at least make the non-assignment look really good and it didn't look good at all like and even for somebody who's not that like who maybe isn't that good as aesthetic i still feel like he could have done a better job it's um, so funny because i feel like we're desensitized to seeing these really like meticulous cakes because this is probably the hardest thing Oh, yes. You, I can't imagine oh, trying yes. to make an anti-gravity cake. Oh, of course. It would be this is like terrible. This is like criticizing athletes when you couldn't do remotely what they did. Yeah, this is very like <laughs> the Olympics. That time. is the beauty of four people who do not bake <laughs> really very much. Yeah. Uh, giving feedback okay. on a baking podcast. 
I just want the listeners to understand that in the order of who can bake and who can't on this podcast, Jensen is number one. Jensen is an extraordinary baker and really great in like amateur world. Like Jensen makes great pop tart. Like we've tasty, really had tasty. Awesome, amazing experiences. I also am a baker. I'm gluten free, so that makes things limited in my options. But I also am a great baker. And then I believe John is able to flip a pancake. So that is right. That's his level of baking skill. Um, I'm not allowed in the kitchen. Yeah, and I don't think, yeah. Nick, can you toast toast? Oh, yeah. 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 So that's, that's but that's it. That's kind of where I would draw the line. Level. Yeah. Just so folks know, because Nick's saying everybody cannot bake on this. No one can bake. But Jackson, well, this is sort of in response to the great feedback that we got last season that um, we do not know what we're talking about. And I think that it's important to really mean about it. To leave with that, that we don't know anything about this. Ooh, yeah, pancakes are baking. Because yeah. there's flour involved. Yeah, they make, don't they make like skillet like style things they like that donuts. on the show yeah i do okay, i can yeah that's my level of expertise in the pancake skillet that, and it's if you can that's hard to nail I the pancake yes the browning Both regular and gluten-free wow you know i was thinking about this and i was like we're gonna do such a better job this season of like staying on topic and not like wondering about and we're gonna really nail no. Uh, oh, no that's not what the show is that's not what this is uh, about well we I mean we're you know I just finished it we're at the end so yeah. I we, I read off all of the uh, and, and that's a, oh wait no Giuseppe I missed Giuseppe Giuseppe had Jack and the Beanstalk um, and this looked great <laughs> it was it was it was a fun little like he had it like the beanstalk up and then the cloud and the can you show it? Mm-hmm. You don't remember, Jensen? No, I want to see it again. This is the best one. Oh, It was amazing. He's good. It was incredible. Um, and uh, I think it I think it tasted good, but not quite as good as Jürgen's. I feel like they really, like, love Jürgen. And they called him the flavor king, I feel like. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they just love his flavors. Um, and Tom's didn't taste that well, so when we did get to the end... Um, Tom was eliminated, uh, and Jurgen was Star Baker. Kaiser Jurgen, which was a delight, <clears throat> and um, I will be really interested. I'm excited to go move into our predictions to end the, the episode. But before we do that, I just want to do a shout out to some of our super loyal listeners from last year, and we hope that you're listening again. Let us know. Give us a shout out. Give us a new rating for this new. Um, a season um we've got our uh, from across the pond we have stella oh, who stella. is lovely and has been a loyal listener and hopefully we're looking forward to if we go to london meeting stella in real life um and uh we also have justine uh my our friend and pilates teacher loyal listener we, we also have cheech, cheech. who is and maybe we'll all meet because we're all going to be in New York next week. And, and Cheech is moving to LA. LA. He is? Yes. 
Oh my gosh, I'm not even paying attention. Oh, that's awesome. Before we release this, let's touch base with him because I don't know if it's very public yet. I don't know what the situation is. Okay, we'll do it. We'll, we'll check. I'll text him. Um, so we have some more loyal friends. There's actually a Philadelphia listener, um, but I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, I think you guys know him from Comedy World, the Comedy World. Do you remember? Sorry to test you on that. Okay, we can oh, edit this yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Um, but okay. let's go into our predictions now. We're ready also for any new loyal listeners. Let us know you're listening. It's a delight. We we absolutely do not record this for the listeners in any way, shape, or form. No, 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 no. This is not yeah. for you guys. This but we appreciate you. you. But we are so delighted to hear you guys listening and mm-hmm. hear your thoughts about our expertise and lack of expertise. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, predictions. So my what I want to guess is not the I want to guess the final four. Oh wow! Whoa! Huge, but Shit. yes, I, and I love doing this. Well, I, don't we also do predictions about? There's a couple of segments that we were doing every episode last season, and we've missed all of them. And I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about what they are. So one of them is that we talk about what our favorite cake is because it's Cake Week. I consciously one of them, knew that we were missing that one, and I was like, but mini rolls, we don't like mini rolls. But favorite cake, okay, yeah, yeah. You mean in general or on the show? In general, and at the end of the episode, typically are we talk about what uh, what bake we would eat, bake we would most like to eat, and we do predictions for who will win and who will go home next episode, right. and first episode we do predictions for final for the end of the. Okay, episode. let's do this. I have to go, so let's do this quickly. Okay. My favorite cake is. I'm gonna do all of it at the same time. Great. Yes. My favorite cake is. Honestly, pound cake. Um, I'm not a huge, I don't like cake. Like I don't like fancy cake. I don't like wedding cake. Um, As a kid, I liked ice cream cake, but I think my favorite cake is pound cake. If you give me a slice of pound cake, I will eat it uh, anywhere. I've never seen John eat pound cake ever. (laughs) And uh, it's not, well again, I don't like cake. I don't like cake. But here's the thing, nobody buys pound cake, nobody brings pound cake. I don't buy myself dessert very often at all but if you're mm-hmm. saying like like oh do you want a piece of cake i would do pound cake um my predictions uh for should i do next week yeah just do next week next week first um i think sadly i think amanda is gonna go our our mm. detective i feel like she struggled with baking and that is the biggest thing. <laughs> it's like, it's that like, is the name had, of the show. She had to, you know, she, I, I don't know, but I just feel like she struggles. And, and I think, you know, she might get caught. Um, and then for Star Baker, I think Giuseppe is going to get Star Baker next, I, without even knowing what. Oh, next, next week is Biscuits. Um, uh, oh, will it be Giuseppe then for Biscuits? Actually, you know what? I'm going to change that to Christelle. Wow. Christelle. Yeah. Christelle will win Star Baker. Um, I think the top four are going to be Giuseppe, Jurgen, Giuseppe, uh, Christelle, and Freya, I think. will be. I think those will be the top four by the end. Um, I feel pretty strongly about that. I feel very strongly about that. I think Maggie is maybe the outlier there, but I think those are the four strongest bakers. Okay. 
I'm gonna move on. I, I really love everything you just shared, John. And um, I'm gonna say that my childhood favorite cake is ice cream cake with mint chocolate chip from mm. Baskin Robbins, but I can't eat that anymore. And I really enjoy a gluten-free carrot cake right now. I love mm. cream cheese frosting. Um, but really, I'm not gonna be mad at anybody for making any kind of gluten-free cake that I can eat. I'll, I will eat all of it and I'll be really happy. Um, I'm gonna say ditto exactly to John's votes for the final four. And then for cookies, I actually think it's gonna be a Brit who does biscuits. Because I feel like biscuits, I feel like Brits know biscuits. Um, so I don't know that Giuseppe's gonna, who's gonna do it. Of course, Italy knows biscuits. But I think, I, I think we're gonna, I think somebody like, I don't know, like maybe Maggie, Maggie might get biscuits mm -hmm. next week. Um, mm -hmm. That's my vote. What do you guys think? Um, I I think Maggie is gonna take it for biscuits next week. Um, favorite cake for me, tres leches. There's I to me no better cake than like a a wet soppy cake with lots of delicious. Uh, just cream, whipped cream around it with fruit? Can okay. -free? Can you make a gluten-free one of those for me, please? I think it would work so well because the cake gets soaked, so it doesn't even really need, it can be denser, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. Um, and then top four, I, you guys kind of cut out, so I didn't really hear what John said, but Freya, Giuseppe, Jurgen, Maggie. Yeah, is that what is that what you guys said? Yeah, except for John, did you say Maggie? I didn't say Maggie. Uh, I didn't say he Maggie. Said I said Maggie. Giuseppe and Christelle. Yes. So oh, Christelle cool. But I did say that Maggie is probably fifth. Okay, cool. I could I can see Christelle's um, uh, disaster prone baking clutter sort of you think it's going to be a laura situation it can kind of get yeah i think it might get the best of her but laura made didn't laura make it <clears throat> laura made it i think top four but uh uh just making a mess the whole way just making exactly. a big I mess think in the she'll kitchen. Make a mess but she will but the thing is i i don't think christelle struggles with time we haven't seen her struggle with time yes yeah um she's so she's i will a, jump in here and say oh She's not a what? What'd you say, John? <laughs> I'm gonna jump in here. I was, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go, Nick, go, 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 Nick. <laughs> um, um, okay, so <laughs> my favorite cake is probably like a strawberry shortcake situation. The cream, the fresh fruit, the beautiful, delicious cake. Um, my top four for this season, I feel pretty aligned with John. Um, but maybe a little, I might actually be more aligned with Jensen. So I think probably just, I, we can count on Giuseppe, Jurgen. I think, um, you know what? I'm actually gonna eliminate Freya from my top four and say Giuseppe, Jurgen, Maggie, Christelle. Those are my, th those are th who I anticipate. Um, next week, similar to you guys, I think we can anticipate Maggie being in the top. She is British, she is, she knows her bakes. Mm -hmm. I'm certain she's serving biscuits to all of the many people in her life who love and adore her so much. She seems like a fantastic woman. Um, and 
Oh, I'm gonna answer the question of what I would eat from this week because I think that's such a fun game to play. Um, this week I would be so, so excited to eat um, the Jack and the Beanstalk cake because I think it would get me a little closer to Giuseppe who I think Tessa and I equally sort of share an affection for. I would love to, to talk to him a little bit about his life and process and kind of what he's into. Yeah, I would I would also be comfortable with Giuseppe kissing me. Yeah, I mean, I think most people are feeling that way. This I would also be comfortable with, um, uh, oh, what's his name? I'd be comfortable fully being married to Christelle, and not I having could, not having sex, but just being married. I could marry Christelle. I could marry George. I could marry mm-hmm. Giuseppe. I would be really happy with all of those, and I would really love Jurgen as my neighbor. Mm, you're gonna oh. be a great Wait, who's the man that they said? Um, so, did someone say he looked like George Clooney, and he certainly doesn't? Chigs. Yeah. Chigs. Chigs. I would. I would. I would like to lick. Oh, Chigs. I would. I'd like to lick about Chigs. That would be cool. Chigs is number one, baby. Yeah. Well, okay. So John has to go play basketball. So we should wrap up here. Yeah. Um. Speaking, the... We just went from from homosexual to heterosexual real quick. <laughs> Quick um, this podcast is such a treat and a, a pure delight. Again, I, we cannot stress enough. It is not for the listeners. Um, we do not care if you're having a good time. We love doing this. Uh, and we love each other in this show. But, but it is nice that when you listen and let us know what you're, what you're thinking. And it just means that there's more people in the living room with us watching. So. Yes. We love when you do yeah. listen and like it. Yeah. It's fun. It's like we're, you're all on the couch with us. Okay, so we have no idea when the next episode will come back, so you'll just have to stay tuned. <laughs> we'll do it this week. We'll figure it out. Yes, we'll try to be better about this. You know, sometimes we're late and sometimes we're on time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank um, you. We'll Follow see. us at Very Gay Paint on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Follow, Nick and Jensen here. Yeah, at John Greylock and... At Great British Baking Pod. <laughs> at Great British Baking Pod. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Oh, we're going British.